it must be Sunday because here I am and there you are. Say, hopefully you're enjoying today. It's a weird weather day. When the sun's not out, you need a sweatshirt. When the sun comes out, you don't need a sweatshirt. And then when the sun's out, you need shorts and a t-shirt. And the sun goes down under again. And then now here comes pants and sweatshirts. It's one of those days. I don't like it a bit. And I don't like windy days. That might, to me is a rain day. And it started out nice this morning with chores. And then all of a sudden, it got a little breezier, a little breezier. And poof, there came the breeze. But at least it ain't raining, right? So how the heck are you, Rachel? I'm doing good. How was your week? It was it was good. It went by fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. This is a second uh, week with the Alaska crew. Uh, you know, my grandkids are uh, one and a half years to eight years old. Three boys, one girl. The youngest is a girl. So I think we're hitting the beat. You know, that hopefully I'm not driving them too crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so then we got there, going to be here for another two weeks. So hopefully, you know, we're getting a, a lot of things done and just, uh, you know, it's a little here and a little there. And got some uh, good weather. The oldest them. one uh, had his eighth, eighth birthday yesterday. His uh, Will was uh, eight years old. So happy birthday to my grandson, Will. And uh, so hopefully you guys got some great questions for me. And then at the five o'clock hour, I got some news for you. So please tune into the five o'clock hour. I won't tell you because I think there's more listeners at five than there is at four. So I'm just going to say it at five. So anyway, so if you got got some news for you, so hopefully you can tune in at five o'clock or stay with us until five o'clock and we'll go from there. And then uh, hopefully you got questions. Uh, always looking for the questions. And then today I want to talk about dissecting, not worms or anything, but dissecting the word fetch. Uh, as far as, or the anatomy of fetch, maybe that'd be a better way to do it. You know, so many people are so fetch happy with their dogs, they create compulsive disorders, and then the dog's frame pays the price for it. So I want to talk about fetching, teaching your dog how to fetch, what uh, should you play fetch with a dog, how old, when do you start changing out the games you play as the dog ages, so you don't blow ACLs and such like that. So I want to talk about that. So the anatomy or dissecting the fetch is what it is. A lot of people, yeah, I just won't get into it right now, because then it'll record for what I want to talk about. <laughs> so anyway, and then uh, obviously since it got hot out, it got out to 90 on Thursday. Oh, Thursday was not... Not fun at all. I was I I was needing uh, to dangle my feet near in a pool. But anyway, but I'm sharply reminded. Okay, first of all, I see so many people walking their dogs on the hot days on asphalt or tar paths or roads, and it's like people. I could see the dog trying to gravitate to the to the grass. Like ouch 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 ouch. ouch. Okay, here's a reminder: air temperature seventy seven, hundred and twenty five on the asphalt. 86 air temperature, 135 on the tar. 87 air temperature, 143. Come on, people, let's use some uh, common sense here. If you want to walk on the tar with your tennis shoes, mind you, and your barefoot dog should be walking on the grass or gravel, whatever. But stay off the tar, please. Uh, and the thing is, is that it's not just the dog sweat through the pads of their feet. And so because of all the heat coming up from underneath, you can put your dog into heat stroke, A-E-S-A-P. And then plus you're going to burn the pads of the paws. Now, folks, I don't know if you've ever been around a dog that has burnt his pads. It is not good. You have to be very so mindful. There's so much repair that has to be done in order for the dog to walk proper again. It's just like, um, let's say you uh, scun some uh, skin off the bottom of your feet. New skin has to grow in. 
And then when the new skin is growing in, is in your foot super tender. And so you don't want to burn anything on a dog. So please, folks, keep your dogs off the tar, right? Now, mind reminder of car, pets in cars. In cars, 75 degrees outside is 118 in the car. 77 outside is 123. 81, it's 138. 90 degrees, which we had on Thursday, is 143 in the car. Plus, what you, um, all our cars are made of a lot of plastic and stuff inside. All that, the, the, the fumes from the heat, and that's very toxic to your dog. Another thing people don't realize is that uh, when it gets to like when you're using the air conditioner or whatever, let's say you've been out of the car for like two, three hours and you come back, fl- flip that AC switch off because if it blows immediately when you turn it on and the windows are closed, that the, the heat from all the plastic in your car blows out toxic materials. And so the thing is, is what you want to do is roll down your windows and then turn the AC on, but and blow the fans like out the window, you know, towards the window and not yourself, all right? But the main thing is, is that another thing people don't think of, especially with little dogs, people want to have them in their lap. And if your airbag goes off, your dog's dead. So your dog is, is, uh, especially small dogs, are safer in the back seat, all right? Uh, I have the capabilities of turning off my passenger airbag. Kind of a joke when people ride with me is my airbag turned on <laughs> because if the dog would, I don't bring my dogs that much, but if I, I it is, I don't want that chance because they sit shotgun. But anyway, uh, so really pay attention to uh, now that, and uh, dogs, my, uh, a pet peeve of mine, dogs had head hanging out the window. I saw a golden retriever, a Rottweiler in the lab with their heads in the gums of flapping and folks. Talk about eye matter or uh, debris getting into the eyes. If you want to do that, then you get those goggles for dogs. I think mutt, no, let's Google it. Goggles for dogs is what it is. And then you have to get them used to wearing the goggles, obviously. I know it looks ridiculous, but if you want to have your dog's head out the uh, out the window as you are driving, would you stick your head out the window when you're driving? You know, for what happens if a bug gets in there and now you either lost your, lost your sight or major surgery to save your eye? So, And that's the same thing with our pets. We don't think anything of it. So now as the weathers are warming up and uh, we're doing more things outside, please keep your pets safe. Keep them off the tar. I would just, until it freezes, you keep them off the tar ASAP. Take your shoes off. And if you can walk regularly a good, you know what I mean, and you're not going, oh, uh, 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 fine, then let your dog walk on it. But the thing is, is that uh, you have to be mindful of this because I can't tell you if you burn the pads of the feet or put your dog into heat stroke, you are not going to be happy and you're the one that did it. All right. So once again, if it's 77 degrees out, the asphalt or the tar is 125. If it's 86 degrees out, it's 135. And if it's 87 or maybe that should be 97, uh, 143 because it usually goes up 10 degree increments. I'm just reading off a thing here. And then inside the car, if it's 75 outside is 118, 81 outside is 138, and 90 degrees is 143. So folks, you have to pay attention here. Our pet depend on you to be smart use your noodle all right that's huge anyway so hopefully you got some great questions for me 651-641-1071 651-641-1071 so we run and come back there rachel all right let's see here if you saw a bird sitting on a twig how could you get that twig without disturbing the bird how would you get the, tw- the twig without disturbing the bird? We'll be right back.
Show. I greatly appreciate it. Here every Sunday. Uh, if you saw a bird sitting on a twig, how could you get the twig without disturbing the bird? You call the bird? Say again? You call for the bird? Well, you wait until the bird flew away. Oh. <laughs> oh there you go. Uh, Dad jokes. Dad jokes. There you go. Okay, who's up? Okay, we've got Cindy on the line, and she has an update about some advice you gave her about her toy poodle. Oh, yay. Hey, I hope it's good. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. This is Katie. What's up? Well, I, I just wanted to give you an update. Um, I called in. I have a 10-year-old uh, toy poodle. Yeah. And a couple, couple situations. Um, he was, like, obsessive, obsessively licking, like, fabric. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway... So um, I called in, talked to you, suggested, you know, I changed his diet to a fresh, fresh food, fresh pet yeah. food. And I did. And this was um, probably, oh, gosh, I don't know, maybe six months ago. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know he no longer does that. He no longer does? Um, licks, uh, you know, fabric and kind of has that obsessive kind of behavior. Okay. So he still and, uh, he, he still does it or what? No, he. Oh, can you hear me? Well, yeah. No, you had a bloop, a bloop in there, and so it's like okay. So, so he no longer licks the fabric anymore. No longer does that. No Excellent. longer does that. Excellent. Also, he had, um, you know, I which I really disliked. Under his eyes was that dark so, yep. kind of um, tear stains. Tear stains, and he no longer gets the tear stains. You bet. Yep. It makes a difference. That I really like. Yes. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you was that um, it was about a month ago I called in, and I wasn't sure if, you know, he had, like, this lump. And I wasn't sure if it was, like, a lipoma or what it was. Um, and then it opened up, and it got kind of messy looking. Oh, my. And, um, and anyway, um, you know, you said, um, suggested... Um, you know, how to check and see if it's a lipoma or something. Right. Well, anyway, so I take them into the vet, but you kind of said, you know, before you make any big moves on surgery or procedure, you know, um, kind of see how it goes. Yeah. So anyway, they treated them with a low-grade antibiotic. It totally cleared up. The hair grew back <laughs> around it. Totally helpful. But, um, you know, I, I just want to tell you, it, um, you kind of cautioned me to just kind of not jump the gun on it being, if it was lipoma or whatnot. Right. So um, the um, the veterinarian was suggesting like this $2,500 surgery. Uh-huh. And anyway, um, I just wanted to say I kind of watched it because I could see it was healing. I could see it was. Um, you, you, you suggested more of kind of a wait and watch and see what happens. Uh-huh. And anyway, it healed up perfectly. Oh wow! He has full hair back, and um, I, you know, I I don't know. It doesn't feel like it was a, like oh, maybe it was a abscess or something. Somehow he cut his bottom or something. It could be, yeah. Um, but yep. anyway. I just wanted to give you that great news. I listen to you all the time. Well, thank and I always, you. Yeah, and I always 
always follow your uh, your direction with other callers too. Well, thank you, Free. Well, I'm so this is so good to hear that something good that it yeah. that it worked. It worked. It's so yeah. It see, worked. Yeah. See, it a worked. lot of the little Very dogs, healthy. a lot of the little dogs with processed food, they get that tear stating. You know where they get out uh, into a raw, you know, type day uh, dehydrated that kind of do, uh, without the process. A lot of times that tear stain will go away because with my Ethel, man, her whole face was red. And uh, what happened is that uh, when I got her onto the regular food, uh, the raw food and such, uh, it was each grooming that way, you know, the hair grew out. So it wasn't being yeah. restained. So with each grooming, it got it went and pretty soon she didn't have any left because. But they were so stained; it was unbelievable when I got her because she was there. She was about eight years old, you know, and she was a white toy poodle. So, but I'm so happy yeah. to hear this. That is so happy, yeah. and I thank you for kind of you know you know following. You know, a lot of times you can give advice, but people are like, well, 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 you know. And so I'm just I kudos to you that you tried it that way and it worked for you. Yes, absolutely. I'll continue to listen to you. All right, kiddo. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for the update. Have a grand Thank day. Bye bye. Yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah, this, you just, I, I can only mention things, folks. It's up to yourself to implement them. And, you know, a lot of times it takes other things. It's not just one thing, this or that. And so it's just, it's just like with humans. When we got, you're dealing with different things, what works for one person may not work for another. And, and same with dogs. And all we can do is try. We're always learning. So anyway, okay, who's up? All right, um, we have Janet on the line. She has a Pekingese who is recovering from a burst cyst. Oh, burst six. Owie. Hey, Janet, how you doing? Good. Good, good. So what kind of dog? I have a Pekingese, two-and-a-half-year-old Pekingese. Okay, turn back, turn off the radio. I'm hearing myself. I am. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's what I sound like on the radio. <laughs> so, what, so, you, so what you got now? Uh, a two-and-a-half-year-old peak. Okay. Um, and she is uh, she's nine pounds. Uh, I keep her in coat. Um, I really, you know. Wow, that's a lot so, of work. <laughs> well, not as much as you might guess. But it, anyway, that way you stay on top of it. She had a lump, a little lump, about the size of the end of maybe your little your little fingernail. Um, All right. For a long time. And, um, you know, I'd feel it and, and it never changed. And then... All of a sudden, it started to get bigger, and one day it just popped, and it was full of pus. Um, and apparently, it's a cyst of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I've been um, so I've been taking care of it for the last few weeks. I make sure if there's anything in there, I pop it. You know, there's not very much coming out, but uh, okay. Um, and then I clean it with peroxide. You know, a couple times a day, two three times a day, and then um, and then leave it. And I. Uh, but it continues to to produce a little bit of pus. So I'm wondering, do I need to have something else done to it? How, what's the size of it? Uh, a, a penny, a dime, a quarter? Uh, when it popped, it was probably about the size of a dime, maybe not quite that big. Okay. So how long has it been? It's probably been a month. Wow. So it, it hasn't sealed. It's still draining. Um, yeah, it's still draining a little bit. Yeah, not very much, but okay. I, I keep track of it all the time. Okay. Um, I, I, don't... Say, I, sh- I did shave that area so I could, you know, keep monitor it. Right, right. I know that would be tough, but that's what I think I would do is give it more air so air can get to it to, to hopefully, you know, because uh, 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 wounds like that ha- ha- heal from the inside out. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And so that's why but if air can get to it, it's going to, I think, dry it out more. But, yeah. uh, okay. but, but it, it just, I'm, but after be, you know, being at the, this time and it's still kind of leaking a little bit, that's what may, uh, kind of concerned me. Yeah. As far as why, because it's, that should have been basically healed, you know, scabbed, you know, right. uh, uh, by now and not leaking at all, unless you're constantly well, picking. Yeah, it does scab up a little bit, but every once in a while I'll pinch it, and you know. Okay. But uh, I had got taken her when I had taken her for her last shots. Um, they they looked at it and they said, "Oh, it'll be four hundred dollars to remove it." And I thought, "Oh hell!" Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I don't. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. No, at least you um, didn't say the wrong word. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> But, on the radio. Right, right, right. You know, you know your dog, but I think I, for, if this is my dog, I would trim the hair away so air can get to it. Leave it alone. Yep. Don't pick okay. at it, okay? Don't squeeze no. it because you're aggravating it if it's trying to heal, and then you, you know, then you, then you pop it again. You know, okay. it's that, that you're you, you're messing with it, and you know, yeah. and this is just like people that mess with their pimples. <laughs> if yeah. you just pop it, walk away. You know, just leave it alone. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, another thing too is that you know I'm a huge nut about extra virgin coconut oil. Because oh. it has a lot of healing. Uh, Google it once. The healing uh, uh, equities of uh, of uh, extra virgin coconut oils is unbelievable, and so I, that's what I would be doing. Is I'd put it, be putting a little bit of that on top of it. You know, let it. Oh. Uh, you know, okay. don't you don't want to get it all through the coat. You know, then you have a greasy dog. But but no. uh, but that's what I would do. I would nix the hydrogen peroxide right now, and I would use the extra uh-huh. virgin coconut oil, and I would quit squeezing it. Now I'm not a vet. But if this is my no, dog, no, this is yeah, that. this yeah. is what I would do. And then yeah. if it hasn't t- like healed, healed up in another, see what it's doing in another two weeks. And uh, but as long as you quit squeezing it and give it a chance to heal from the inside out, that it okay. should heal up. But it's just like a scab. You know, if you had a scab and you keep poking at it, you know, just yeah. when it starts, and then all of a sudden you you reactivate it, <laughs> and then yeah. sometimes you can make it worse. And you know, by just letting nature take okay. its course. Okay. Well, I'll try that. Yeah, and then especially yeah. obviously if the, if it's around, it gets you know like puffy. Then we got an infection, right? But you know right. if you could just leave it alone, and then like I say, I'd put the extra version coconut oil and let be able to get some air to it also. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, kid. Well, good luck. Keep me posted. She's listening to you. Too. Yay! To you. <laughs> Hi, puppers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Hey, we got some open lines, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. Remember, you are the show, folks. Uh, I could talk a right ear off a left ear elephant, but nobody wants to let hear me preaching all the time, so I'd rather be asking you, answering your questions. So you got to give a holler, 651-641-1071. What animal is more wonderful than a counting dog? What animal is more wonderful than a counting dog? We'll be right back. Hey there. Appreciate you spending your Sunday afternoons with me. That's greatly appreciated. Open line, 651-641-1071. What animal is more wonderful than a counting dog? Do you have any idea? Oh, man, I have no clue. It's got, is it a cat? No, a spelling bee. Ah, spelling bee. There you go. Counting dog, spelling bee. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. These jokes are for my grandsons, Will, uh, Ninu, and uh, Hollis. 
or we call him fondly Clem in Minnesota here and there. But uh, there we go. All right, let's uh, talk, since we don't have any calls, let's talk about fetching. Let's dissect the word fetch. Okay, first of all, I have a question. Do you see dogs play, throwing sticks for each other? Rachel? Nope. Okay. So, uh, this, oddly enough, this game is from humans, not from dogs, right? Okay, humans... Now, dogs, you know, have a high prey drive, so if something moves, they got to go get it. So that's why fetching is, you know, kind of a natural thing for people to do with dogs. But the thing is, is that... Um, uh, you have to look at the, from the dog's point of view is that people want to wear the dog down because the dog has got all this energy and they figure it out, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And the dog will go get it, go get it, go get it, go get it. And then now they'll be tired. Well, all you're doing, number one, is building an athlete. You know what? It used to take a half hour to, or 15 minutes to tucker and then it's 20 minutes and then it's a half hour. Pretty soon they're running and getting that ball no matter what's going on. All right. Now, remember, dogs want to please us. They, that's what they do. They please us. All right. So the thing is, is that uh, with with fetching, number one. I'm not a big believer in teaching a dog to fetch. I lob something for my dogs to go get so that I can teach them when I point to something and say, go get it, they can go get it, pick it up, and bring it to me. Because sometimes I'm a little lazy. You know, I drop something, I want them to go pick it up for me. But I do not use it as a form of exercise to exercise my dog because I mentally drain them with brain teasers, brain games, and such like that. Everybody thinks that the, the dog has to move to be tuckered out. No, that's very very untrue all right and obviously the young dogs uh, well you have a young dog now rachel right yep okay and how's things going he's he's good okay but now you find you are you impulsive we're trying to run him and run him and run him to try to tucker him out or what are we doing yeah we take a few walks every day okay but now but you're you're not running running like setting him after a ball or whatever type thing right no not okay. really okay good 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 okay and so the thing is is that i strongly recommend now look at like i said let's look at it from the dog's point of view okay throw the ball throw the ball throw the ball so you throw the ball you know and then the dog goes 100 miles an hour down you know like he shot out of a cannon slams on the brakes Okay, just think what that does to his ACLs, his hips, his spine, and everything else. Picks up the ball, pivots, and flies back to you. Okay? Okay, now the thing is, is that if you keep doing that over and over and over, going, you know, 100 miles an hour down, hit the brakes, you know, sliding stop, pick up the ball, spin, and power off the hips and ACL to bring it back to you, then what's going to happen eventually is that you're going to blow ACLs, you're going to have structural damage, you're going to need a, you're not you, but the dog's going to need a chiropractor. And yeah, the younger ones... A body can do it better, but the joints don't seal until two years old. So if you do too much of that throwing, you know, going down 100 miles an hour, slamming on the brakes, picking it up, spinning and coming back to you, the the joints might not seal correctly and you're going to have an early arthritic dog. And so that's why, please, teach your dogs to lob it, you know, whereas you just maybe throw it, not even you know 15 feet and they go get it because then they'll trot down to get it pick it up and then bring it here and we'll get into that how you get them to bring it back and such like that but anyway so the whole thing is is that instead of you know going out shot out of a cannon and wrecking the shoulders the hips the acls and such like that believe it or not every dog i've ever had they've all been about two three years old and i got them and i have never ever played fetch where i have whipped the ball to for them to go get it there again i lob it i go out there with them say pick it up pick it up i kick it with my feet if need be 
it. And then when they get excited, they pick it up. And then I go backwards, bring it here, bring it here to where I started. And then the next, uh, what people do wrong is they try to grab whatever's in the dog's mouth and grab it out of their mouth immediately. No. When the dog brings it back to you, mind you, you have Mona Lisa, so you got control of the situation. So when the dog brings it back to you, then start giving them a body massage on the shoulder and the ribs and the rump. Shoulders, rib, rump. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And let them hold it for a little bit. Then work your hand up and then drop it. Give them a growl. Ah, ah, drop it. Don't pull. Okay, just kind of have your hand kind of loosey-goosey. Ah, ah, leave it. I mean, drop it. Ah, ah. And usually by the third, ah, they're quick, let go. Quick, put it behind your back and just say thank you. Now, when you're teaching the fetch, sometimes you throw it once and stop, twice and stop. Don't throw it more than three times, all right? Never let the dog take whatever you're throwing and go lay and chew with it. And tennis balls are uh, the demise of many dogs, especially big dogs. Tennis balls should be thrown. I don't use tennis balls. I use things that dangle, you know, like maybe take an old pair of jeans, you know, uh, cut the legs out, twist it, knot it, and I'll throw that long thing so I'm not digging in the dog's mouth. But uh, what happens a lot of times with the tennis balls or the racket balls, the dogs chew on it and can swallow a flap or whatever, and then that can cause an, an impaction in the gut. Or they're laying on their back and they're going, rah, 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 and the ball slips and goes to the back of the throat. And now it's suffocating your dog. You can't save your dog because the ball is blocking, you know, the airways. And so that's why, to me, a tennis ball should be a huge no-no. And or big balls are fine. But there again, I don't want... When I have my um, classes and we do a stay, okay, and and one of the uh, distractions I do is I bring out a tennis ball and I bounce it once. And I immediately can see whose ball compulsive. All of a sudden, there'll be a use as a lab where they look at that ball and the whole world stops. They don't know who their owner is. They don't know what's around them. It's like, give me that ball. And that's created by humans by throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. So that's why what I plead to you folks is let's find other things to do with the dog instead of just wrecking their, their hips, their ACLs, their shoulders. And let's, let's do brain games or brain teasers or tricks. Mentally drain them instead of physically drain them. Like I said, I've never played fetch with my dogs, but I do lob things and teach them to I'll have them on a leash and then shuffle. Come on, let's pick it up. Pick it up. Then point to it. Pick, pick it up. Pick it up. And when they pick it up, then bring it here. Back up. Back up to where you started. And then now give them the praise. Not a pat. Not a stroke, but a massage. So it's calming. The voice is very calm. Thank you. Very nice. And then work my hand up to what they've got. Drop it. Ah, 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 ah. Drop it. Hey. And usually by the third, hey, they'll drop it and quick put it behind your back. And so, the, but you got to look at, um, uh, remember, dogs are seven years most of the time of, of human years. So if you've got a five-year-old dog and you're whipping that ball for them, yeah, the dog's going to go get it. They want to please us. But if you're whipping the ball for them, that's like a 35-year-old going like doing, you know, um, track and field and out of a uh, gate, you know, trying to run down the track at 100 miles an hour. And I know some can, but it's hard in their frame, hard in the hips, hard in the back, hard in everything, hard in their frame. So if you don't want to have a dog that's gimpy, you know, the rest of their life, let's do things in moderation. Throw it one stop, twice stop, three times stop. But don't keep throwing it and throwing it. And then throw other objects. Don't throw the ball. You know, throw like a, a Buddha rope or a twisted uh, 
uh, uh, leg of a, uh, of a gene, you know, you know, make your own toys. Because like I said, I'm not a ball nut. Uh, I very seldom, the only ways that I have balls in the house, well, not even the house in school is to, when I do distractions, almost every dog is distracted with a ball, but you can now change things and not have a ball compulsive disorder in your dog. You just want the dog. Yeah, I'll play ball with you, but you know, let's not get carried away. And so please, you know, the whole thing is to see it from the dog's point of view. Okay, throw it again. I'll go get it for you because I love you. And apparently you like this game. So I'll try to help you out here. All right. Don't say, oh, my dog love it. I can throw it a hundred times. Well, yeah, because, you know, he wants to please you. And if you built the compulsiveness, they have no common sense. They will keep going after and after it. And then all of a sudden they're limping. And all of a sudden you've got surgeries from blowing ACLs or shoulder problems and such. And so, you know, so please use some common sense. Use their brain instead of their muscle, all right? Yes, take them for a nice walk. But, you know, that throwing stuff going 100 miles an hour down, slamming on the brakes, picking it up, spinning, and then powering off and bringing it back to you, that's really, it's really tough. And the older they get, the worse it is for them. So even if you have an older dog that's a ball compulsive, that ball needs to go away. Think of other things that you can do with the dog, okay? And never, ever, ever use a laser for a dog because then you create uh, shadow chasers, fly chasers. Uh, the laser is really makes a lot of mentally nut dogs, so you do not use that, okay? We want to teach calmness and just, yes, let's have some fun together and let's not get over the top, all right? Okay, let's, who's up to bat? All right, we've got Luann on the phone. We're kind of switching gears. She's got a cat question. All righty then. Okay. Dog's cat. Hey. Hey, Luann. How you doing? Good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. What can I do for you? Okay. I've had, uh, I'm a cat lady for a long time. I have had this current cat for about, um, t- uh, let's see, eight years. Okay. And I follow, I have always followed your direction. I've got, you know, 15 different kinds of wet cat food from Chuck and John's. Just wow. Chuck and Don, yeah, you know that. Yes. He'll eat anything. All right. Um, my question. I've always done just two feedings a day, like you recommend. Yep. I would say in the last six months, all of a sudden I'm up to four feedings. Why? When I, well, because I always know when he when he's hungry because he gets he's very vocal, and if I don't, you know, feed him, uh, like right away, he'll he'll actually start, you know, biting at me lightly. Okay. So all of a sudden, he started doing that more often. Huh. And I, I can't figure out. How old is a cat? He's probably about 10 now. Okay. Is he overweight? No, he really isn't. Good, good, He's good. Very, good. very lively. Okay. Do you, okay, there, that's a, okay. Is he lively? Okay. The thing is, instead of answering his meows and stuff with food, get him up, get out the laser light, get out a feather on a, with a Zepco oh, rod yeah. and reel. Instead of feeding it, get oh, him busy with something else. Okay. And oh, so, you know, yeah. yeah. Because, like I say, that's the, everybody's answering, both dogs and cat people. If the dog sits and looks at you, oh, what? You want a treat? Okay. Fine. Let's go get a treat. You know, the answer is food instead of, oh, redirecting their energies onto something else okay oh you're right yeah i should have known that but you know as cats get older do they ever eat more often or not usually they go out they go backwards they go they don't eat as much because usually they start becoming more sedated and so that's why by moving them more now how much of canned food do you you got the five ounce can how much do you give them um let's see is that the five ounce can that's a tuna size can Um, so how much do you give them a uh, half a can in the morning and a half at night. 
Yeah, this is the five-ounce can. Five-ounce okay. can. Yeah, okay. usually that's what it used to be. Okay, yeah. so now um, uh, how many, uh, What what's the framage of the cat? How big a cat is he? Uh, small. Okay, small. Like, what is he, seven pounds, eight pounds? Um, he might, well, he might be nine, ten pounds. Okay, uh, because what you might want might want to try is you know give them that half a can and then maybe give them a tablespoon of uh, chicken or, or ground hamburger you know with that you know so oh, be, the real stuff the real stuff you bet because then that's oh. that's more filling just you know because cats are meat eaters what do they eat birds and mice in a story they have a yeah. no carb need okay. right so maybe by the the cat food you know that they they're not getting enough fat so fat makes you feel fuller all right yeah and so that's yeah. why what I would do is that especially if he's an active cat you want to you know yep. he's going to need more calories for his, his activity if he's not overweight then like I say i would instead of giving him more canned food i would give him like i say a tablespoon along with that half a can of maybe yeah. you know like a, a tablespoon of raw meat uh, uh whether okay. it be chicken whether it be hamburger whether it be ground turkey you know start out with like a pinch and who knows you know because some cat but it sounds if you've been rotating like that he should scarf it up with no problem <laughs> yeah okay so All that's right. what I'll i would do that. instead of giving him more feeding him more often at his yeah. dinner times make it a little bit bulkier for him so okay. that you know it was, it's more of a sticky to the ribsy is what it is okay okay I'll try that and distracting him <laughs> yes distracting him okay. uh, one thing that i love is the, the zepco you know uh, uh fisher that kids zepco fishing line and then you oh, put yeah. like a weight on it and put it tie a feather to it like a peacock feather or yeah. a goose feather because i well then i because I, I get the biggest kick because i'm having fun because i'm trying to cast it and actually land it where i want to land it <laughs> so it's kind of a challenge for me as well as a challenge for the cat so we're both okay. having fun <laughs> all right okay Thanks, you, appreciate it. you bet you have a great day bye-bye Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. We got to run to break. Then we'll come back. Uh, what's the next one here? Why should fish be well-educated? Why should fish be well-educated? We'll be back. All right. We're it down here. Uh, for, t- for the top of the hour break, that is. Okay. Because it is opening fishing weekend. Okay. Why should fish be well-educated? Because they're in a school? Yes, <laughs> because they are commonly found in schools. Oh, there you go. I forgot to mention I wasn't here last week. Had uh, Saturday morning, like 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah, the Ralphies came. And so then that was about three times. And then I slept all day Saturday and half a Sunday. <laughs> and Monday morning I woke up and kicked some serious butt. I was just like, okay, just a little blip in that hiccup there. But, uh, okay, I've been doing this show for 20 years, right? That's the second time I called in sick. Wow. Isn't that something? Wow. 20 years? So that's, 50, for that. that's 52 weeks a year, right? Yeah. And so anyway, yeah, so that's the first time I, second time I ever called kind of sick. I was just, I would have, I would have been here, uh, you know, as, I, I, but you would have been waking me up. <laughs> I would have been dozing. <laughs> but anyway, okay, where are we at? Right, we've got Brenda on the line and she, um, if I can get her on the Brenda's on the line, and she wants to share what she does for her dog's brain games. All right. Brain games. Input. Input. Love it. Love it. Hey, Brenda. Hi, Katie. I love your uh, Facebook post. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, this is what I do for Ella. Okay. Um, like when my daughter takes her outside, I hide these little tiny milk bones okay. around the house, and I also hide her toys. Oh. And she knows, believe it or not, her toys by heart. Well, yeah. Like if we ask her to find the chicken, 
She'll go find, get the chicken and bring it back to you. You named the toys. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And we put them up, too, so she can see them, like, on the counter. So she has to ask for them and get excited that they're out of her reach. Nice. Yeah, so that's what I do. And, And she, it really breaks up the routine for her. Now, what kind of dog is Ellie? Ella is, um, she was in your training thing, too. Okay. Um, she is Mastiff, Great Dane, Boxer, and Golden Retriever. All right. Okay, now we, now we know who we're talking about. Yep, Go, yep. Cool. You know what, though? The, the Nutrisaurus jerky treats are really good. You should try those because you can break those into little tiny pieces. Oh, yeah, and they, that's they're, a good it, idea. And there are a lot of, the jerky treats are really um, so healthy because it's all, you know, it's 95% meat and just, you know, with camp or with pumpkin and such like that. So instead of using the little, you know, the milk bones. We well, should. we do have the Nutrisaurus lamb, um, lamb and... Um, well, there was another um, kind we got, too, and we do break those in half, too. And- oh, you know what? Um, Nutrisource has a new, they're called uh, Star uh, Training Treats, and uh, 100% of the profits go to, like, Pinky Swear. Um, uh, oh, geez, you have to look on the website right now. I know Pinky Swear is one of the recipients, but it, but, they're, but they're Shining Star program that they just started, and the cal- they're only three, they're a soft, tender treat, and they're only three calories per treat. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so there, but it's called the Star. Uh, oh, I can't I think of it. I'm gonna have to look at. I love Nutrisource. Yes, but it's called Shining Star Training Treats. Treats and yep, Shining Star, and they're only three calories a treat. So you might want to try switching over those instead of the you know the MBs, which I don't care yep. for. <laughs> but if um, you know when she comes in from outside, we'll say sniff sniff, and that is her wor- her go word, word to go yep. and start out looking for stuff. Nice. I am so proud of you. That is so <laughs> cool. You. That is cool. Thank you so much for sharing. And, yeah, and, and thank you for your post. We we absolutely, I learn a lot. Oh, good, good, good. Well, you yep. take care. Have a grand day. All Thanks right, for the call. Too. Thanks, Katie. You betcha. Bye-bye. Wow. Yeah, the, the Nutrisource, why can't I think of it? It's called Shining. I'll have to look it up. I'm not, I'm not signed on. Are you signed on? The Superstars. Superstar Trading yeah. Treats, right? Mm-hmm. Superstars, and you should learn more about uh, uh, that uh, program because 100% of the profits for those treats uh, go to, you know, like uh, P- uh, Pinky Square, uh, Barclay, uh, Finley's Bakery, I think it, it is. And, but anyway, so yeah, it's, go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com and check that out. Okay, the Superstar t- uh, Training Treats, and they're great treats and only three, three calories per, so it's pretty cool. Okay, where are we at? Okay, we've got Nancy. She has some concern about her Golden Retriever. Biting his legs. Biting his legs, not her legs, right? Oh, gosh, I don't know which one. Okay. Hi, Nancy. How you doing? Hi. Hi. I'm glad to uh, talk to you, Katie K9. You betcha. So what's going on? I have a a golden retriever that I inherited a year, about a year and a couple months ago. And uh, last summer, she started biting her four, you know, on her leg, four legs. Mm Mm-hmm. Really bad. Okay. And um, I mean, I wrapped it. I, I, uh, someone said, give her salmon, and um, I put salmon on top of her dry food. No, I just got some salmon oil. And the doctor, um, I, I went to the vet, and she gave me Apoquel. I'm wondering what you think of Apoquel, and um, okay. There, well, I got some questions for you. Okay, first of yeah. all, what food are you feeding? It's the Merrick 
salmon and sweet potato. Okay. Um, salmon and sweet potato. Okay. Is there any uh, anything else in there? Is there chicken in there? Do you know? No, it's just salmon and sweet potato. Okay. Um, and then uh, what treats do you give? Um, I don't give her a lot of treats. I'll just give her, like, I'll have some raw hamburger. And nice. That's kind of like the treat. She was 96 pounds when I when I took hold of her, but she's lost six pounds. Good. Yeah, and so she's heavy. Okay. Um, and but we walk and Good. um. Okay. Just, I don't. I just. It's just so heartbreaking because it's it's getting like raw, and I wash it. Right, right. I but now, does she uh, itch at all at other places? Not too much. I just saw her like scratching a little. You know, like just a normal like by her ear but you know i've checked her okay now you use any flea and tick control or heartworm um i haven't started the flea and good don't i have the heart i gave her the heartworm shot oh okay okay we got to run to break can you hold on because we got a lot to discuss here okay (laughs) okay okay so hold on and then let's see what we got coming up here okay let's see what is worse than finding a worm in an apple. What is worse than finding a worm in an apple? So don't go anywhere. Stay back. Stay there. Because when we come back, I also have a big announcement today to make, along with taking the collars are on and hold. Okay. So sit tight. We'll be right back.